Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All righty, folks. Welcome back to the Above the Bar <laughs> podcast. We're doing a special Saturday show here. We don't really, but, you know, when you have to go ahead and cleanse, get the white sage out, get things ready to go, you know, got the crystals set up, got to make sure that that's, everything's all set and ready to go because we need to make sure that the that the Above the Bar podcast is completely cleansed and ready to go, you know. We've, we're, we're stacking Bibles, holy water, anything we need to make sure but if you're going to do it, you better do it right and you better bring professionals. So we decided this week we have a perfect opportunity coming from us from one of my favorite states to go to when I was in the Marine Corps because there's nothing like Yuma, Yuma Yummies. Um, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother subject that we can talk about off air there, folks. But uh, coming to us from the Arizona area right now, we have all three members of the unearthing the supernatural team we have hero sean clan and pataya see i got that shit right didn't i there and, you go and pataya they're gonna belly up to the bar with us today gentlemen thank you thank, thank, you. thank you you didn't realize you were getting a freaking entire cheers and all that shit there we go right <laughs> so I, I, we're gonna get into how these gentlemen came came to my attention actually they came to my attention twofold one from one of our great uh, friends, Nathan. The other one, I didn't realize I already knew who they were because I had already seen them on TV. And it just <laughs> didn't dawn on me at the moment because we've all, you know, I'm a horrible, I watch so much TV, it's ridiculous. I love TV. Uh, my dad was an original couch potato. I'm all about it. So as we get ready to get into this week, as always, folks, before we get ready to go too far, we've got sticker and a cause. If you've got anything going on, whether you believe in something, You've got your own podcast. You've got your own supernatural investigation team. We actually saw uh, my wife and I, the Catskill one in Catskill, New York. They were hanging out at a thing my, my wife and I went to. So make sure you, you send us whatever it is that you got going on, whatever your uh, your deal is. I don't care. If you're supporting something, contact me. Our Facebook is The Above the Bar Podcast. Our Twitter is the only one that's goofy. It's at Above the Bar for Everything else, whether it be our Twitch, our Instagram, everything is the Above the Bar podcast. You reach out, send me an instant message, uh, direct message, whatever they call them now, and we will go ahead and get you situated. And if you feel like uh, your your media is a little uh, uh, is haunted and not getting the right spirit that it needs, make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs. Your connections for all things from logos, marketing campaigns, and flyers. Uh, making your ideas a reality. Mention Belly Up to the Bar for a 10% off your first order and a free consultation. So that's all that. I got to ask this question because it was asked to me recently. Do you gentlemen know where the term Belly Up to the Bar comes from? No. Do you know where that what it means? Not really, no. I had no fucking idea either. Other, I had heard it my whole life. It was like, hey, man, I'm going to belly up to the bar. It was a way in colonial times to determine whether you were an old enough to drink or not. If your belly reached the bar, you were old enough to drink. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nice. So there's a piece of worthless knowledge. I have messed up a pin number 
or a password for somebody now that they will remember this and you won't know how to get into your bank account. Congratulations. Mm. <laughs> so I, I want to say how, you know, like I mentioned, Nathan, I first didn't realize that I met these gentlemen. And uh, real quick, folks, if you were listening to us, because I don't want to get uh, Facebook jailed again, make sure you share this all over to all your Facebook pages, all your different uh, mediums. Make sure you're sending it out to everyone. Make sure you're taking your friends' phones and you're putting subscribe on there on their phones, uh, strangers' phones. Take the strangers' phone out of their purse and put this on there. Matter of fact, let me see if I can help you out real quick. Okay, Google, subscribe them to the Above the Bar podcast. So now all your shit just went off. There you go. <laughs> see, mine's even going off. Um, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Um, but no, so I first came to know you guys. You were on the Demi Lovano uh, Peacock show, um, un, un, uncovering. Got it. I just forgot the name of it. Unidentified. Unidentified. Yep. And you, hero, did a protection ritual. That's correct. Yes. Because that was the whole, uh, is it Vulture City? Yes. Vulture City in a, near Wickenburg, Arizona. Now, where were you, Peta? I got it. See, I did it. Patai. <laughs> um, with that one, I was unable to attend. Yeah, we, we all work our normal day jobs as well as doing this. So, Are you a banker? No, know. I actually work at a dealership. Close enough. Makes makes good sense. I was in that wheelhouse. Now, uh, how does this all co- – how does this come to be? I mean, obviously, Hero and Sean Clan, you're, you're brothers. So yeah. you, kinda, you guys kind of knew each other. Um, how does this whole thing come together – that you start doing paranormal investigation. Go ahead. Jungle. So, so my brother is a medicinal medicine person for our, uh, our local tribe here in Arizona. And he was gifted his gift at the very young age of 13 years old, 12, 13 years old around that age. So be me being his brother, I grew up with him at a very young age. And ever since then to now and into the future, we're going to be doing ceremonies and blessings for spirits, people, and, Pretty much the land and Pattaya is a very long, long, long friend that we've had for a long time. So pretty much how old were you? Is that long? <laughs> how 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 old were you guys? Like three years old, two, three years three old? Three years old. This is before Sean Clinton was even born. Yeah. <laughs> so they they yeah. they grew up in the same trailer park with each other as kids and we all kind of grew up with each other. And with that, with all the spiritual teachings and ceremonies that we've gone through. It wasn't. It didn't dawn on me until about two years ago. Now I'd say about two years. It's been since I wanted to form Unearthing the Supernatural, and we all grew up being really good fans of like Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, and all these other ghost hunting shows. And we honestly thought that they were really missing some key factors when it comes to communicating with spiritual deities and spiritual beings, and. That was one thing that I wanted to be able to bring into this 21st century is to teach people a little bit more of the Native American aspects on how we view the, uh, the paranormal and the spiritual. Certain steps you take when you communicate with spirits and how you can actually help them during our investigations. Now, Pataya not being Native by blood, he has earned his right to be able to be a part of Unearthing the Supernatural throughout the years of him 
coming along with us to ceremonies, helping us with a lot of stuff. And just in these past two years of investigating, he has earned his stripes to be able to be a part of. What does that mean, Patai? How, how did you earn your stripes? Well, uh, if you watch our episodes, which are now going to be all available on YouTube, um, you will see that I tend to be the spiritual punching bag of the group. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Very true. <laughs> the truth, almost in the truest of terms. Are, 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 yeah. you, are you the Scooby Doo of this whole thing? Uh, like, pretty much. I like, mean, like I you're the one getting chased by 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 whatever's going down. You're, chased you're or the, possessed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand anymore. Oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't grow up with the same uh, generational spiritual teachings and protections that um, Hero and Shanklen did, uh, so that makes me a little more acceptable to to these things. So. Now, now you kind of you you hinted at, at this a little bit, Sean Clan, and you said gifted mm -hmm. this ability. What did you know for for you, Hero? How, what did that mean for you to for somebody to say, "Hey, like I was gifted with this." You know, you you hear it in different cultures, and I really truly believe every culture has this. It's just how they either embrace or shun. But how yeah. is that to you when you're 13 years old and somebody says, oh, psh, look at you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that it was it was a very shocking experience. Uh, my first time uh, realizing that I was gifted, being told I was gifted. Um, as a 13-year-old boy, uh, Shanklin and Pattaya both have seen that we come from very, very powerful families as far as for their very traditional. They uh, raised us in, in ceremony throughout our whole lives. And uh, raised us to be pretty self-sufficient, uh, knowing how to pray, knowing how to survive. And all that from both uh, our mom and dad's side taught us to be um, a little bit unique. Uh, and we were unique. And my gift uh, eventually developed into where I was 13. And so they're like, okay, we're going to develop it a little bit more. And at that point, I was selected to be part of the very particular program where only four uh, or Navajo people were actually selected for this uh like a guardianship role and other tribes have this guardianship role as well but it's a very exclusive type of training where it's i, I kind of coined the term of a cultural exchange program uh amongst the very elite uh, indigenous to where we go to different tribes and we learn the different songs and ceremonies in an effort to maintain the cultural beliefs maintain the sacred ceremonies and then also just really learn how to take up that role as a guardian and with that, what that entails is a lot of different spiritual teachings, a lot of different cultural practices, and uh, really acknowledging and recognizing our ancestral heritage. So with that, uh, it was a long journey, a very uh, intense journey, that's for sure. But uh, up to the point where now um, I'm a certified medicinal person. I've been coined the term as the Native American exorcist. And so kind of fighting big bads, uh, bad, uh, bad things, darker, darker side of things is kind of uh, our, a little bit of our specialty. But um, we're just here to uh, bring balance, maintain the uh, cultural lifeways and just spread a little bit of uh, how we as indigenous people interact with the other side. And I got I'm going to throw this left turn in for a second. So, again, realizing that uh, Hero and Sean Clan were Navajo excited me even more i did 20 years in the marine corps there you go the Navajo, uh, i gave the code, I, talkers, I yep. the code talkers were such an integral 
part of our history as Marines during the Second World War, that that was like just hearing that and then hearing you speak uh, in your native language. I was going to I wanted to ask you. Now, a lot of different cultures, people lose these these abilities to speak native tongues. Do you still is it just for ceremonial purposes or you speak Navajo? Uh, we, I'm not extremely fluent in Navajo in per se. Uh, a lot of my, uh, like I said, in the cultural exchange program was the language that was spoken is in English translated out to like a universal or spiritual language, uh, that a lot of tribes use and actually even the spirits recognize. But as far as for, uh, Navajo or a Denepizad, uh, I, we do speak a bit of it. We do, uh, are able to conversate with a little bit of our elders um, I like to say that we know enough to survive. We know enough to be on the reservations, but we don't quite know enough to be Navajo Nation president, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that, that, may, that, may, that makes sense. So, so it sounds to me, and if I'm hearing this right, Sean Clen, this was, this was your idea. You wanted to bring this to life. You wanted to kind of put everything out there. This is our culture. This is our people. This is what we do. Yeah. Uh, Patai was like, these are my boys. I'm going to just hang out. Let's see what the hell happens. <laughs> now, exactly. I'm curious, Patai, um, for yourself, this, you know, th this form of culture is is 180 out. Um, if you're okay with me asking, Gujarati, Punjabi, what's your background? So I, I grew up Catholic and Christian. Okay. Um, and, and being around these guys, you know, I've, I've come to – Growing up as Catholic and Christian, of course, you know, you you learn the Bible, you learn all that stuff. And then growing up with these guys, you you kind of learn how they do things. And and I can see how they intertwine, how they mesh together. And it's also given me a, uh, a broader sense of the world around me. Um, I have a better understanding of of the spiritual realm, essentially, of of how we as Humans need to interact with the spiritual side of things, how how the respect is due. Because I'm not going to lie, everything that's taught in a Christian and Catholic basis, um, you know, evil is evil. You don't touch it. You I leave was, it alone. I grew up you that stay way. Away from it. I was um, an altar boy. And <laughs> learning learning how to interact and respect in a way that that even if it is an evil being, it may just leave you alone. If you do, if you show respect and if it doesn't leave you alone, knowing how to combat it, that's something completely new to me. And that's something that I've learned with these guys is how to actually combat that evil. So spiritual Kung Fu. <laughs> Pretty much. Now, now folks, if, if you're out there listening, I want your, your questions, your stories, let, let us hear what you got going on uh, with all this. I'm curious who's had interaction, who's had experiences. I know I'm going to, we're going to talk about what I've had. We had Patty on here, Patty Negri. I know you gentlemen nice. know who Patty is. She is phenomenal. Uh, all my stuff started to glitch while Patty was on. So I knew some shit was going down at that moment. <laughs> and that kind of brings me up. So, so Patai, you and I probably grew up similar backgrounds. I grew up Roman Catholic, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, that whole don't play with this. Yeah. You are going to get burned. Yeah. Your head's going to turn around and you're going to shoot uh, pea soup out of your mouth. You have no other choice in this. It is, there's no in between. But also, yeah. if you, if you are a Catholic, you also then realize, even though they told you all that, 
you, we, if you're, especially if you're Catholic, you know, there's all these saints that are actually, you would consider ghosts, which are considered spirits, mm -hmm. which we have entire days and you name your middle names after these people. And then you canonize folks. So you're really playing in that world and just nobody wanted to tell you that. So ta-da, I'll yeah. be the asshole. Yeah. Uh, we're deep in that game. We just don't, don't explain it the same way. So I grew up that way. How do you, I guess, so you're, you're in all this, the three of you are in all this hero and, and Sean, this is an interesting dynamic. This is the most interesting dynamic here to me is, you know, I think hero and, and Sean Clinton, you're like every day. This is like, it's Tuesday. Yeah. You know, yep. hell, yep. this is what we're going to do. You mm -hmm. know, Patai's over here. Like, you know, I got a genuflect. I've got a, you know, you know, sign of the cross, fold my hands, you know, he's going through all, all that. And then all of a sudden somebody's like, Hey, come play this game with me. What, you know, at what point, what is your, I'm curious, God, what does your family even think? Cause like, if you grew up in a Catholic family, I know if my great grand, if my grandmother was alive today and I was like, grandma, this is what I'm doing. She'd throw stuff at me. She'd be like, <laughs> Are you out of your mind? And they're all, you know, that's a, a an Italian background, believe it or not. So what was that like for you explaining to your family? So not going to lie, you know, when we first started doing this, I, I didn't even tell my, my mom. Like, I just didn't tell her. Uh, I didn't know how they were going to take it. No, um, I'm going to smoke crack. I'm not going to chase ghosts. I, I'd rather tell much. you I'm smoking crack right now. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that'd be more acceptable than playing around with demons, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but. I will say, you know, when 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 I did start telling telling like, yeah, I'm gonna go, we're gonna go do a, a a paranormal investigation at this place. My mom's like, paranormal investigation. I was like, yeah, you know, like ghost adventures. We're gonna go down and see what we can find. My mom was just like, okay. And and my parents now, you know, they've watched most of our episodes, and and my mom actually watched our most recent one, the Washoe. Um, so you can imagine what she was thinking, guys. If you haven't seen Washoe, uh, just just know that my mom was not. Um, that's not her favorite episode, to say the least. But uh, something. Hmm? Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> bad. It was pretty bad. But um, you know, my 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 mom actually enjoys the paranormal stuff. She she watches it on TV. So when I told her that we were going to be on TV, uh, she freaked a little bit. She was excited. You know, she she she's accepted it. She she stands behind what we do because not only do we do what we do, but we do it in such a way where we make sure that us ourselves are protected and our families are protected. Nothing follows us. We we offer respect. We like Sean Clint said earlier, we, we bring a whole nother dynamic to paranormal investigating that really I never saw watching TV shows on. About well, that's it. what I was going to bring up is when I watched Sean Clint and Hero on on the Demi Lovano show. It wasn't your typical like, so we've got our uh, recorders, we've got our cameras, uh, we're going to send Steve off into the dark hallway where he's going to stand there and uh, we're going to wait and see what happens. Oh, look, something's here. No, it was like, hey, let me tell you, there's a history here. Things were, you know, it, it you know, the belief is, is that there were giants, there were creatures that were buried here. By digging up the earth, you've unearthed this. This is what's changed. And there was more of a history and more of an explanation of here's what the deal is. Here's, you know, our cultural belief. This is where we stand with this. And, 
you're on, you know, you're in our neighborhood now. This is so we're going to help you out because most of those things, they just go into it. Um, they wear medium shirts. Um, they wear all black and they look like extras from a Chris Angel show. <laughs> and, and they do. And I'm not bad mouthing them. You know, it works for them. But I watch these and I'm like, I mean, I used to watch like Unsolved Mysteries and like all those growing up. And you guys approach it in such a unique way um, that, that it's very different. Now, we've kind of talked about that. Hey, you know, we're, we're staying. Biggest question you probably get in, in all this, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask it, is have you ever, even pre-show, you know, before all that kind of stuff, has there ever been a, a situation where, you know, especially for you, Hero, where you're supposed to, you know, you're kind of the heavyweight champ in all this, and, and you went into the fight and realized, I need, I need some real backup. I need somebody else, some old dogs that have been in this fight for a long time, because right now this is just too much. Have you ever had a situation like that? Uh, uh, actually, it's quite frequent. Um, I like to say that I'm just, I'm just the tool. I'm the connection. I'm the bridge. Um, it's not when we do our ceremonies, when we go out helping people or helping spirits out, even I'm usually just the one that holds the tools and, uh, does a little bit of the translations. It's usually, I, I attribute everything to the spirit people, to the teachings, to the ceremony. Those are the big dogs are the ones that are actually doing a lot of the hard work. Um, uh, obviously we do what we can on the human aspect on the physical aspect of things. Uh, there are quite a few times, especially, uh, in my uh, earlier years where I did ask for medicinal people, um, elders who people who have been a part of this a lot more and shadowed them. I watched how they interacted with the spiritual world. I watched how they dealt with very powerful entities. And there were quite a few times where it, it got really hairy and um, I guess you can, if you ever were to watch our shows, you'll see us wearing armor. There's a reason why we do that. And there's a reason yes. why I have so many scars and our armor is pretty worn. So uh, I'll kind of leave it at that. And for you that are watching the live, uh, starting watching. Oh, I wonder what's going on here. Uh, Amanda Love said she logged in, started watching, got kicked off. She's scared to get back on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Already starting. Um, there we go. <laughs> now, now this is kind of right now. Everything's about cross-platform, right? Yeah. Everybody's got a different platform. Is there a such thing? And maybe this sounds like a jackass question, but is there a such thing as cross-platform spirits? So, like, what I mean is, so you have your, you know, you have your spirits that you know are very tied to the reservations, tied to those kind of things. But then you turn around and. You know, you watching these movies as a perfect uh, as a perfect example. You know, the Ghostbusters are, and I, I God, I know I sound like an ass even bringing that up, but but they're like, oh, this is from this culture, this is from that culture. You know, spirits that are coming in uh, from different cultures. Um, have you run into that kind of a situation? All the time, honestly, you got it down to a T. How what we believe and what we're trying to teach. Um, uh, what we say all the time is whatever you know about ghosts and demons, that's just barely scratching the surface. And for us, we're trying to showcase that, hey, there's a lot more out there than what um, people realize. 
there's different classifications there's beings from different cultures there's beings from different all walks of life from all walks of dimensions um different wavelengths different vibrations pretty much we're trying to showcase our interactions with the different classifications of spirits so yeah you got it down to a t to where it's majorly cross-platform that's for sure yeah like i i was just curious of that and uh just real quick gents so some folks are saying they can't see um because i'm not getting everybody's comments here so i'm not sure what is going on here so let's see if we can figure out because we've got a lot of people on, on the different pages that are making comments uh nathan who introduced us nathan Hat hadster or hardster uh who introduced us is he said hey what's up guys so I want to throw that out there. I don't know. Why. How's it going, Nathan? Uh, <laughs> Thank you, you for uh, for introducing us and uh, being our being our middleman, pretty much. He's been that his whole life, right? <laughs> his whole life, he's been the middleman, pivot man sometimes, but that's totally different. I don't know why. So my wife, I have, wife, what page are you are you going on? I swear to God, I just saw the screen do something weird. I don't know if I can watch. Even my wife is saying this, uh, babe. What page are you watching on that you're the only one that's commenting here? My Twitch is commenting. So whatever you're on, keep commenting, folks, because I'm curious. I'll just go on to this other page where uh, I couldn't get everyone to go. Couldn't get everyone's messages. But, yeah, so this shit, this shit's just wild to me. So now, Sean Clen, mm -hmm. you are you're the, I'm going to not to offend anyone, but you seem like you might be the brain to this operation. Uh, it goes back and forth, right? Because me and my brother were the co-founders. So how we run our investigations and how we pretty much run our, our thing in the supernatural is I'm the one that kind of takes on like a lot of the physical stuff that happens in investigations. Like, well, you're a big boy. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. Hold on folks. I, if, if you're not watching the live and you haven't gone and seen the Demi Lovano or you haven't gone onto the YouTube, um, these gentlemen are not little fellers in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. Uh, yes, Ivy, I can I can see your uh, messages. Uh, these are not little fellas uh, in any way, shape, or form. What What do you? How big are you two? And uh, Ty, how? I mean, are you like the guy that are Are you the guy that was running behind? Like I've never seen you outside of this. So for you, Patai, how big How big a boy are you? So I'm six five. Last time I measured myself was about like six years ago now so i'm probably like six seven around that they grow them big in arizona my right, cousins right. live out there and play football out there and they're all <laughs> six and six seven so um i'm six foot three so i'm more of the stockier build one and so he's my little brother uh, my little big brother is what i like to call it <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah. you Ty? I'm, I'm just about six foot so yeah, so I mean, we're not talking little fellers here, even at six foot. I mean, so so you're hawking up in there, uh, Sean Clan. You're you're making it happen. So you yep. you've got to take the brunt. You're you're taking the brunt of the physical. And the fact you guys wear armor, I've never. Like that's a whole nother animal in and of itself that you guys mm -hmm. feel like you have to wear armor to do this. Yeah, because typically in a lot of our investigations, the places that we go into. We, we tend to bring forth a more darker, stronger, negative side to a lot of places. Not all places are dark. I'll mention that. But some of the renowned places that do have darker entities inside of there tend to know our mark. They tend to know who we are, especially Hero and who he represents in his crew. 
and us as well you know they see our brand they see our mark and they know who we are as far as for like our spiritual uh labeling that we have in our tribe uh for our group so what does that, that mean what do you what does that mean so here you want to go ahead and tell them that yeah i'll go ahead and mention that so with us we bear markings as you can see the the silver eagle symbol on my hat right okay. here this is actually a sacred symbol that um it's a little bit altered just to protect the sacredness but it basically represents uh the particular class of entities and beings that have raised us and have taught us how to combat the darkness and a good i guess a good way to think about it is you can think of a evil entity or spirit chilling at a place and they see all these paranormal investigators go in but they don't they're not really threatened by them they're not really too worried about them but you have people that go in that have a name for themselves that can actually get stuff done and ruin someone's agenda ruin the dark side's agenda then that's when they put on their boxing gloves or uh, uh, worse so that's that's where that comes from okay yeah. so, so you, you you'll see like in some of the episodes like a good example is unfortunately pataya <laughs> he, he, he's he's some of the he's the little one <laughs> kicking the shit out of you <laughs> pretty much and, and, and six seven guy i ain't got nothing for him <laughs> and that's the main thing is uh one of our, our key episodes that we did was over at the gila kenny jail inside of, in arizona and in there there was a dark entity who didn't want a lot of spirits freed and sa saved in that location and he was holding them captive and Hero forced his, forced his hand to be able to save those spirits. And it was in that episode, Hero and Pattaya went off on the third story of that. It's an old jail. Went in there and they were like, why are you doing this? Why are you so negative? Why are you doing all these things? And then it was like, you need to get out. So, well, we're not getting out until we help these spirits. And he's like, he's just like, we're not going to go yet. And then you hear on the spirit box says, yes, you are. And immediately right after, that's where you hear the spirit box. Yeah. What's Just a spirit like, box? So a spirit box is uh, a device. It's called a SB7 that um, runs through different radio frequencies to be able to create white noise. And in that white noise, the spirits are able to pick and choose words, and they'll be able to broadcast that over a speaker. So that right there is a lot of paranormal investigators find that device controversial because it, it – sweeps through radio frequency so sometimes you'll be able to pick up like the local radio stations and everything like that okay but with us and our group we were able to prove that the sb7 works because the spirits were starting to speak our spiritual native american language through that radio oh, oh shit yeah so yep. immediately right after pataya says we're not going anywhere it said yes you are and pataya was shoved and you, you hear him get crashed against the filing cabinet <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Pataya. I keep laughing at you <laughs> catching an ass whooping, man. But no, that's all it's right. Like, it's like, oh look, Pataya got thrown. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 here's the thing, though. Normal people, whenever they get shoved or pushed, punched, scratched, anything by demons, they leave the building. This guy right here, Pataya, said, "No, no, no, no. Leave, leave me alone in this room with this guy by myself." <laughs> Hold on, Pataya. What the hell were you going to do? <laughs> I was confronting it. You know, that's one of, one of the things that I've learned from these guys is, is when you got something that's powerful and, and willing to put its hands on you, um, if you run scared, you're just going to continue to get that. But uh, 
they, these guys have taught me, you know, stand your ground, show that you're not afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's exactly what I did. Now, has anyone come to you yet and said, uh, and most of your stuff, it sounds like on the left coast, it's out that way. Yeah. Um, has anyone <laughs> invited you here on, on the East coast to do anything? So actually, Pattaya used to actually live in Kentucky. So oh we, shit, Keith just made a comment. That's where Keith lives. Is in Kentucky. Oh, really? shit. <laughs> so well, wait, uh, so go ahead. I'm sorry. That that just got yeah. me sick because my buddy Keith sent the message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. So over there, we went to go do a residential case for one of uh, Pattaya's coworkers. We went to go check out the gates of Hell Cemetery over by Elizabethtown, and. We were able to go investigate the Bobby Mackey's location as well. And now that one wasn't originally supposed to be an investigation. It was supposed to be a tour. And it happened last minute. It's it's pretty crazy how a lot of our investigations, they just happen. Now, a lot of times that like when an investigation goes smooth, like we get messages like, like not too long ago, you know, you would get a message from location. It's just like out of the blue, like, hey, we're doing ghost tours over here. And it's like, okay. You know, there's a reason why we need to go over here. And we were originally going to Kentucky to do the residential case and the gates of hell and just to go see Pattaya too as well. So Hero and I traveled all the way from Arizona to Kentucky, drove all night and was a lot of fun, crazy drive. <laughs> and yeah. on the way over there, he got an email saying from Bobby Mackey say, hey, we have some openings this weekend. Do you want to do you want to take it? And just so happened that we were already on our way over there. And we were just like, because Hero tried messaging them and asking them for investigations or tours months prior. Months and, ago. And, yeah. and he didn't prior. hear anything until the weekend where we're going. Wow. And so that's like an invitation from the spirits. They're like, hey, we want you guys to come over here. We heard you're coming over here. Let's make it happen. So we go over there. We pick up a tie up. And we're heading to the location and we're just thinking, okay, it's going to be just like a normal tour. You know, they give the history, walk you around, there's a right. tour guide with you and everything. This the, this lady, bless her heart, she was like, you guys have equipment, you guys have cameras, you guys seem professional. I'll lock you guys up here by yourself and I'll take the rest of the group downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and that We'd right like there. see what happens to you. Right? <laughs> yeah, <pretty> so <laughs> that, that's pretty much the spiritual, like, go downstairs and leave us alone up here with these guys. Oh, that's so... So we were up there for what? It was like an hour uh, upstairs, an hour downstairs. And it was just quick two hours. But in that two hours was just life changing how every, uh, everything that we caught in there. And it was, it was now just it's on the YouTube channel. Yes. Yes. And, and yes. the YouTube channel is the same name, Unearthing the Supernatural. Yes. That's correct. Yeah. So that's another one for you, folks. You got to go check that one out also. Make sure, you know, subscribe, like, do all those things for their channels i'm telling you these gents right here this is legit and and keith has a legitimate question he's actually got like two follow-up statements where he wanted to make sure he didn't sound like a douche where he's like hypothetically i mean i'm not sure you get a lot of those people that don't believe like we've interviewed banachek do you know who banachek is yes so i've interviewed banachek i mean and you're talking for you gentlemen that is the 180 out this is a man who has proven on the other side to universities, the stuff's not real. It can be manipulated. It's it's a load of bunk. How do you approach that? Because you seem very calm, cool, and collected. Um, 
Bataille seems like a wild man, but uh, <laughs> very, like, like he's over there punching at the air and everything. You can't even see it, folks. Like he's just, he's into something. Uh, I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, I mean, I've never had somebody say that like their mom would rather them smoke crack than play with those. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> he's like, I didn't say that shit. <laughs> oh wait, stop messing with me. Uh, but no. Um, how do you approach that when people have that vibe towards you? Like you guys are, you're exploiting your culture. This is bullshit. How do you approach that? So with us, I think when it comes to people who are non-believers, we're not really here to change their minds and per se. I think all we have to say is look at our evidence. And we're very honorable with who we are and who we are as indigenous people and who we are as a group. Our evidence speaks for ourselves. And uh, we, all, we, well, for the most part, encourage people to come along uh, as long as it's not too dangerous. Be like, hey, if you want to see for yourself, the door's open. So we're not there to really prove to other people that, I guess, change their minds. We let our evidence do that for, for itself. When it comes to the cultural practices of things, I say that it's, it's, it's a little difficult sometimes, but we always make sure that we protect the sacred teachings that we have. You'll never hear a full song. You'll never see a ceremony in, in, in its entirety. Even with these, uh, like the Demi Lovato show or Ghost Adventures, we cut made off. sure that we're like, hey, there's some things you cannot record. There are some things you cannot cut out. And the ceremony that you saw on TV was a ceremony that lasted 45 minutes. The Ghost Adventures one lasted two hours. So oh, they obviously had to cut it down. But we always have to put our, our foot down and say, hey, we have to protect our cultural sensitivity and the sacredness of what we do. So that's where we, we put our foot down for that stuff. Oh, wow. Now, can I throw something uh, up please. there, too? So one of the things that we do as well is we do everything we can to debunk the evidence that we do pick up. Um, we want to we want we want an explanation for why we're hearing what we're hearing why we're experiencing what we're experiencing and exactly we in, we invite people who don't believe that's that evidence we want to hear about it we want to talk about it we want to see their point of view because we're not cutting anybody out of it you know if you want to talk to us about what you think it might be shoot us a message we invite yeah. that kind of that kind that's of conversation awesome. Because that's, the, I'm sorry, one thing no, I want to toss in too is like, we're, this is a big thing is what we're about is we're here for open civil conversation. And we're here to be like, okay, that's your point of view. That's awesome. You can have that. And let, let, let us present how we do things. You know, you guys have like ghost adventures and everything like that. All right, let's do the same thing, but how we do it. And we compare evidence, compare things like that. And like I said, you know, having a, a spirit box speaking the native american language that isn't even written or logged inside of any anything you know right. that's a big huge thing for these evidence and my brother and i and pataya whenever we got these uh pieces of equipment uh, we were skeptical ourselves of all that too ourselves like oh, yeah. is this is this even gonna work you know like we bought it off this website you know like how how is this gonna is this gonna work is this all bs you know and ourselves like we know the spirits are out there but it is how can we put our can we fully put our trust inside of this equipment that we have because it's not something that we native americans use all the time so that's why you know we had to incorporate that all this new technology with our ancient teachings and going back on that we 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 don't 
our how we do our investigations we don't seek to just make this light up we don't just seek to have this piece of equipment go off no we have go there to have conversation with the spirits and we have the equipment validate our conversations there's a difference like everyone focuses like okay my goal this this investigation is make the REM pod go off like, cool you can make it go off but can you actually make contact with the spirits that are actually at the location meaningful contact i'm going to make you i'm going to make you a promise right now i'm going to make you a promise you see where it says dylan burchett that's keith he's in kentucky please take him to something <laughs> i promise you if you take his wacky ass to something at some point he's pissing himself <laughs> And it will be the highest rated thing. Like, you will pull clips out of that thing that you're going to be like, what on God's green earth am I dealing with? Because he is, he is like legit Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. grew up in a holler. Up <laughs> yeah. by the creek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's got a creek. He's got like, like, I've known Keith for about a year now. I promise you, you're going to see, you're, you'll be like, what, what did Murph do? I'll be damned. The next thing you know, you'll have like ghosts making moonshine and shit like that. And now that was another thing I wanted to bring up. So you've said this a couple of times, uh, Hero, that you are a medicinal medicine man. Now, uh, I saw your I saw your one hitter uh, taking care of that. Now, are you how do you feel when? For you culturally, and make sure I'm saying this right, for you culturally, that is a cultural aspect for you using uh, natural herbs, using natural natural things to connect better with the spirit world. How do you feel when folks don't use it in that way and they're they're more more in a in a recreational or do you use it even in any of the ceremonies on the show? And have you gotten any backlash on that? I know that's a couple questions there, but I'm just curious. Uh, yeah. So with to answer the first part, put it simply, I kind of like drop my head a little bit because it's like, okay, you're you're definitely entitled to how to use your objects how you want to. But at the same time, every object and everything that we do has a story, a meaning, and a purpose behind it. And there's a particular protocol that goes into collecting herbs or collecting objects and using them for a particular purpose. There's songs, there's stories, there's thousands and thousands of years of teachings that go into that. So acknowledging that and knowing all that is is a huge aspect into utilizing the tools. Now, as far as for the tools that are used that we use, uh, it's a huge part of our investigations. Yeah, you'll see us with cameras. Yeah, you'll see us with modern day paranormal investigative equipment, but a huge part of who we are at Other Things Supernatural is we incorporate these ancient teachings. You'll see us use um, tobaccos, you'll see us use some herbs, you'll see us use some of our sacred objects, arrowheads, um, even fans, feathers, you'll see us um, use a, a very popular now uh, tool we call the death mask. And it's actually a huge part of who we are. And what you see on, on, on YouTube or any other production, it's just partial. What goes on behind the scenes is very real, is very sacred and very important to us. And we have to pick and choose what we show in order to get the message and the story across accurately, because we're there to tell the spirits a story. We're there to tell these beings, uh, give them 
uh, pretty much an open mic saying, tell us your story. Who are you? Why are you here? Well, I, and, I, and another thing I think, so God, you can see if I got the, was it the, 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 what the hell was it? The, the star, the star people, star people. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I must said star clan. Like I thought that, and I thought it was, I think it was you, Sean Clinton that made this comment that about the connection between the two and inviting, you know, extraterrestrials to earth through a spiritual how do you even like that i've never heard that tie-in ever in my life that was a first like 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 how are you how are you tying that one in together i just thought that was very interesting so with that it's uh, it just goes down to just the ceremonies and the stories and the connections that are had it's hard to put into words as far as for the process of it it's more of a practice it's more of just something that we do just like um i attribute like us building a fire when we built a fire in front of uh the peacock uh production we built a fire in front of ghost adventures they were awestruck and amazed i'm like we're just building a fire (laughs) but there in honesty that's to us it's an everyday practice that connection that those blessings what went on with this fire hold on like it was just like what was so special? Like what did you do that was different? Uh, so, uh, well, <laughs> like I'm, I'm curious. Like, like what, what happened here? It, well, there's there's a difference between making like a a, a camping fire, a cooking fire, and a ceremonial fire. Okay. Now, when it comes to like a ceremonial fire, there's a prayer that goes with it. When you stack the logs, when you put everything together is pretty much you're you're creating its purpose for what it's going to be used for you're communicating with the natural element okay and you're like okay this is what we're here to do this is what we're going to try to communicate with and we're going to use you for warmth guidance and protection while we do this ceremony here and pretty much you know we did that where they, they saw us do the prayer give the offering to the fire as well and they were like whoa oh my god i'm just like i was waiting for you to be like so hero stood up there and went uh, and like the fire just popped up out of the ground. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, lady, snap, snap of his and finger. Done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, so, yeah, please go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. So, like my brother described, it's really to us, it's every day when we, we start fires every day, we perform ceremonies every day. Everything that we do, every breath that we take, every motion of our everyday lives, our thought process is a prayer. That's how we live our lives. So, it's it's a little bit of an adjustment process. Well, that makes sense. That for, makes sense to me. Yeah. Like I don't know about so you know, Pataya, my my brother from another mother on this one. So Pataya and I, you know, did you say grace before before dinner, lunch, yep. breakfast? We we said grace. It, it we yep. had our, our ceremonial things, you know, we had our processes. So it it makes sense. That's what always blows my mind when people are like, that seems so odd. Hmm. I grew up Catholic. We have a ancient Roman torture device that we now use as a symbol for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much honor you can get. I'm not trying to downplay, but you know, symbolism comes from places and comes from and you and you create it and, and it and it gives it power and, and that's where it comes from. But please never think that what somebody else's culture is doing is odd until you understand it and you know what it's all about. You know. And also, I wanted to get into now, Hero, you have 
traditional tattoos on your face. Yes. Why don't you, Sean Klein? I haven't earned them. Now, now, <laughs> now like, because you have, you have, I, I don't know what, what the correct name is. It's almost like a striping over your left eye and then four dots underneath your right, correct? Yeah, 12 dots, actually. 12 dots. So, oh, wow. Um, now, the markings that I have are not, you're not going to see, you're not going to see, there's only four of us that will actually have them on the Navajo reservation, uh, similar markings like this. To the common people, the Diné people, marking yourself is a taboo. You're not supposed to do that with the stipulation unless you've earned them. Every marking that I have on my body, every tattoo that I have is earned in ceremony and through deed. Just like uh, stripes, just like the war bonnets that the old chiefs used to wear. Every feather was earned, and we hold that to the highest degree. So there are only four of us that have earned these markings on our face to be able to be called the guardian. So it's uh, very prestigious. It's very honorable, and I carry it and all of its teachings with the highest degree. So There's then, for, oh, go ahead, John Klein. I was going to, I was, go ahead, please. Yeah. So the, the, the face tattoos are for like the highest, higher ranking. Uh, individuals and for us lower people like we were had gifted the uh symbol kind of like how we have right here and what he's okay. talking about is these feathers and pretty much like kind of how the military uses metals and everything mm -hmm. like that and for our tribes we used to have war bonnets uh not war bonnets but feathers you would earn uh for all the good deeds that you've done so now we translate that into tattoos and if my brother okay. wasn't wearing a long sleeve shirt you'd see his arm is like full of feathers <laughs> well, I, I, I noticed that before uh all those so pataya you got any they, did they hook you up i mean you get like bro you get abused <laughs> i like, you just get bruises don't you yeah just bruises that's about it <laughs> <laughs> no he's definitely earned his feathers um the actual feathers that he's earned he's definitely earned them it's just his personal choice if he wants to bear those markings on his body it's just it's fascinating to me like the the different and and i love your approach um it's such a it's a it's a more natural approach i think is the best way to put it it's a more natural organic approach not so much um it doesn't feel you know when, when i watch some of the stuff and i love all those things i find them very interesting i've watched a lot of those different shows but after you watch them for a little bit you're like you guys are in a Hilton um, conference room telling people like some pretty basic information, just throwing out letters. I hear the letters SB. Your father passed. Well, that's kind of like very vague. <laughs> like you guys don't like, like it's very or organic. You guys are going into places. You're going to locations. Um, Got to get you guys here on, on the east coast though like on the like kentucky's not the east coast like that's somewhere like that's east coast is like i grew up in baltimore uh we got to get you go to over to east now what do you feel about now this is an interesting how do you feel about some of these like soup like i guess i don't know what the right term like super haunted places like eastern state penitentiary there's a the most haunted hotel in america is in massachusetts um you know the uh Lizzie Borden house, these locations that, you know, have their own personas, uh, living here in new, in New York, you know, you can go down not far from here and you can see where the whole story of the, uh, headless horseman is in, in the real sleepy hollow. It's a real place. So how do you feel 
about those locations that have been so bombarded? They have a history. Do they lose that spirituality because they've been so overdone? So, you know, almost, I guess it's like it's been commercialized for a better lack of a better term. Does it lose that vibe compared to a spot where like, hey, you guys don't have a clue, but there's this cave in Arizona out in the High Plains Desert that the I Apache promise death cave? you. What's that? The Apache Death Cave. See, fuck, I didn't even know that was a thing. You just said Apache Death Cave. I, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then uh, my friend Marisa, uh, North Point Peninsula in, in Baltimore. Uh, I think it was Battle of 1812. Like, there's all kinds of shit out there. Fort Howard. Um, so, and you're going to have to tell me about this Apache death cave here in a minute, because that's a whole, that's just a name that you don't even want to be like, kids, we're going to the Apache death cave today. (laughs) (laughs) But you won't won't believe where that's at. So (laughs) we'll get to that later. (laughs) That's in my backyard. Um, (laughs) So now how do you feel about these much more commercialized locations? I mean, obviously from a, a business standpoint, Absolutely. It, it would be phenomenal for you guys to say you've gone and done these things. But how do you feel about it, you know, from a truly spiritual investigative standpoint? Is it it's been done? I don't need to do this shit. I tell you, Todd's Farm would be amazing if you did Todd's Farm. You would like Todd's Farm. All this shit's in Baltimore. These are places nobody goes that I'm telling you will mess you all up. Write it down. Sean Clinton, write it down. Write it down. Write down. I, I, I got you. I got you. Todd's so, Farm. And Baltimore, go write that shit down. There you go. <laughs> so, like, um, when it comes to popular locations, in all honesty, I think of it. Uh, I think we all think of it as like a double-edged blade, because one, you it, it whets our appetite because it is very popular. There is something that's there, some sort of legitimacy of something that there's a reason someone's and so many people go there and. Whether or not it is what it actually is, is another story. Um, when we go there, we fully believe that popular locations for some reason are popular because a lot of the spirits there are fed with energy. They okay. are fed with um, all that people coming in, the fear, the expectations, almost like a psychological type of of feeding that these beings have. So they have a lot more energy to work with and a lot more energy to interact with us with. On the other hand, though, whether that's the story of that location is true, uh, not too sure. We'll definitely investigate these popular stories of these haunted locations. But what we also do is like, okay, what other spirits are here? What other stories are here? What was here before this building? Who were the caretakers of this land? What beings used to roam about here even before humans itself what people what entities what beings are here so we always coin the term think beyond written history and so we we coin that term and use that term a lot and when we approach locations yeah we definitely give respect to what happened but we try to get down to the root causes of what made this location haunted in the first place other than a tragic event maybe so it we, we enjoy haunted locations for the energy that is kind of spawned out of there, the energy that is fed there, because it seems like those spirits, they have, have the energy to talk and interact. That's for sure. 
So now I, that's an interesting. So do you do your, is there any, now you talk about beyond the written, how do you even figure that out to say, oh, well, this land was, you know, any particular nation, any particular group, uh, they, they lived here at the same time. Like, how do you, cause you said it's not written history. A lot of the East coast stuff, uh, unless it's like the Lumbee or one of those nations, they don't, you know, there's not a lot written out there, uh, to discuss it. So how do you find out, oh, well, this particular culture believed that, you know, and I know Wendigo ain't right, but I got to introduce you to somebody about a Wendigo thing. There's a whole Arizona thing about Wendigo that's going to mess you all up. But, you know, how do you how do you research that information? So usually we try to get a hold of someone uh, if it's not written out anywhere. We try to get a hold of someone uh, of the tribes that were of there that know stories, folktale, audibles, um, pretty much uh, hand me down stories. And um, we drive, we go from there. And then we also go to the location. We look at the historical, like you said, we look at what tribes used to be around that area. We look about old battlegrounds. We look about old sites. We have a keen eye when it comes to um, old battlegrounds. We have a keen eye to sacred sites. There are signs and there are tellings in nature, in land that say, hey, this is a very significant spot. You need to watch out for it. So we'll look for water. We'll look for trees, hills, mountains. We'll look at nature and let nature speak to us. And then we'll also talk to the spiritual entities that are there. We'll get signs. We'll get messages. We'll get whatever we can to get the story of what was there. As well as, like I said, the ancient teachings that I've been a part of is not just Navajo tribe. It comes from a lot of different tribes. So we'll often use those resources as well to be able to figure out what's going on there now the flip side to that is has anyone ever sent you to some place when they're like hey my basement's haunted i know it is and you're like you're like all right i'm headed out there and you set up shop and you're like folks it's your hot water heater you you really got to replace that that's really <laughs> making a hell of a noise and that's, that's, you run into that in all honesty that's what we try to look for too that's what we honestly like okay is there something explainable? Is there something plausible that could be happening? Is there an argon leak? Is there something that's oh, causing argon. a particular uh, a psychosis effect? Is there something that's uh, messing with people's minds? Uh, you look also at the minerals of the area. Okay, is there radon that's coming out? Is there some sort of uh, radiation of some, uh, of some kind? Is there some sort of herb? There are herbs that when they release their pollen, that becomes some sort of a psychedelic effect. So we look into all that. We look into the practical side is, okay, can we disprove what's going on? And we kind of base our investigation off of what we find in those investigations as well. So I see that. I love that fact that it's not just like, you said it, we found it, here it is. No, it, there's more to it. So I'm curious also, what is the three, because I'm going to hear about this Apache death cave here in a minute. Um, what is the th for each one of you? Where is the spot that you're like, I'd really like to go check this out? You guys go first. Go ahead, Sean Glenn. So, <laughs> okay, everybody so, pointed Sean Glenn. Okay, okay. <laughs> so definitely on my bucket list, number one place I want to go to is a Japanese suicide forest. 
Okay. That, that one right there is one place that has a lot of death. But here's the thing is in their culture, they didn't view death and suicide the same way as how we view death and suicide here. Back then to the, their culture, it was honorable to be able to do that. So now I would want to I would want to see, you know, how those spirits interact with us and hear their point of view on how they see their world and with their culture and everything and kind of like intertwine and connect and just have conversations with spiritual beings from that that way out there. And I think that would be really cool. Uh, Japanese Suicide Forest, um, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. That's my second one. I really want to go. Now, where's that at? Louisville, uh, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Fucking Kentucky. Keith, what's your problem out there? <laughs> what do you got Something out there? in the water, man. Look at the Kentucky blue people when you get a minute. Look <laughs> Kentucky blue people. So, That's the real thing. You know, the, you know about them? Kentucky blue people? I'm nah. sure Pattaya does. Nope. <laughs> so that's where in modern culture where you always – where they – I'm a big fan of the Appalachian culture. Uh, my family is originally from my mother's side's all from Elizabethan, Tennessee, Appalachia. Um, but that whole entire thing in American culture where they talk bad about the Appalachians and say that they're all inbreds actually, uh, Keith said it, Sean is upset. I am obsessed with the Kentucky blue people. Um, <laughs> it actually comes from a particular family in Kentucky who everyone had this blue tint and it was believed that they were all inbreeding with each other and they it's a real condition where your skin has a blue tint to it oh. yeah That's cool. uh, let me change my color real quick no 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 <laughs> it's, all, it's all okay all right and it is not the I'll not the right. suicide forest in china it's the suicide forest in japan get yeah. your spot right <laughs> japan, yeah. so, so that's where sean clan wants to go Pattaya, where are you trying to go to? Where Where's the spot for Pattaya? Um, it's hard to pick one, in all honesty. Um, you know, talking with the guys all the time, I'm always adding to the list. Um, one interesting place where I would like to go that actually uh, one of our members, Best Pot, mentioned is, um, is uh, shoot, I just spaced the name. I had it just a second ago. The uh, gas, where the gas chambers are, where they took all the Jews. Oh, Auschwitz. 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 Yes. That's actually one place I do want to go. Uh, number one, for history. Number two, um, the interaction. I, I, I just want to I want to interact with the spirits and see, you know, I want to I want to I want to go there and tell their story. And that's such a 180 from Sean Klen, who's like people passed away and they made that choice because Sepakura in Japan was ritual suicide. It, it was yeah. completely acceptable socially. Now, you know, Pattaya, you're talking about a situation where people completely 180 out from that. How about you there, Hero? So probably the place on my bucket list that I'd love to go to would be uh, some uh, one of the tombs in Egypt, one of the great, uh, great pyramids, the great tombs over there. Giza. And uh, to interact with the, that culture, that ancient culture, and present myself as an indigenous person and being like here i am as an indigenous person uh here's my cultural my beliefs i'd like to learn a little bit about yours and interact with their spirits interact with their beings and see how life over the ocean for them really was that's interesting 
you mess around, let Ra come get you. <laughs> Ra come get your ass. See, for me, if I could get you guys to go, and you'll laugh at me, it's the two homes I grew up in as a kid. That's where I would send you. Give you my no shitters. And I've told this story many, many times. I told it to Patty. I want to tell it to you guys because I want to get your reaction to these two locations. So I've always believed in this. In I've always had things happen. I'll put some of my business out there. I've always believed that for me, if I'm thinking about somebody enough, they'll hear me. I can't tell you how many times that people have come to me, my wife, my mother. Hey, did you call me? Nope. What? And then I, and I used to just let it go. Like, no, I didn't call you. But I knew I was thinking about them. And then I started asking them, what did you think I was saying? And they started telling me, well, I thought you said this. That's what was in my head. It never came out of my mouth. Hmm. But I've had those situations come. I was about nine years old uh pataya you're my new best friend so you'll appreciate this at least <laughs> for today for till the show's over um i was do you, do you guys remember the old race car tracks that you squeeze the trigger and it was a magnet track and the car would zip around it yeah, Are you yeah. for that sean clen mm-hmm. sean clen looks like he just like he just graduated high school last week so. <laughs> uh, but i had one of those and had taken the cars off the track went downstairs I can still remember I was still in, I was footy pajama age folks and went downstairs, came back up. And when I walked into the room and this is why I always remember. And my father was like, Oh no, maybe you left the car on the track and there was a power surge or something like that. Here's why I knew, no, no. As I walked into that room at eye level. Now look, I was a kid, uh, maybe three and a half, four feet tall at eye level one of those cars came shooting across the room and hit the wall. I was like, oh! Now, I wouldn't cross into that room into my bedroom, which I still have the same crucifix. There you go, Pataya. Still have the same same crucifix in my home that I kept in that room with me, which was my great-grandmother's. But my father was like, ah, no, this is what it was, you know, kind of trying to be dismissive. I found out that the first floor bedroom that we didn't use as a bedroom, we had it as like a, like an entertainment room or like a den was a person that lived in the house before we moved in there, passed away in the house. And that was where their hospital bed was. So, you know, right where my mind went (laughs) and look folks, as I tell this story and two gentlemen, Pataya's just smiling at me, and the two gentlemen who, who grew up with this culture are sitting there going, ooh. It doesn't <laughs> fucking help my situation any. <laughs> the other one was a house we lived at in, uh, in Baltimore, where I grew up at. And I can't tell you how many things happen in that house, whether it be, you know, like I told you, experiences where my mom would be like, where I, I remember one time thinking my mother was downstairs, heard her voice clear as a bell. And I'm like, I go downstairs and she's not there. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And she comes home. And that was the first time I actually remember saying to her, were you thinking about me on the ride home? She goes, absolutely. Why? I was like, I heard you. And then 
Look, Sean Clan, don't be all like Sean Clan's got his hands all folded up, like, oh shit, my man's fucked right now. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that, Sean Clan. That's not cool. That's not cool to me. It brings um, back memories, man, of my childhood. And, and then I've had experiences in that house where I probably I will tell you that you'll laugh. See, I love my mother, but my mother is of that mindset of if you weren't screaming, you weren't hurt. That was my mom's mindset. Like, you're fine. Don't worry about it. You didn't scream. I remember having a situation where uh, laying in bed and feeling someone push me over. Like sleeping and just like, a, like felt like a hand. Look, Patai's like, this bullshit. I'm done. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> and something pushed me. And it scared me so bad. I, I was still. Remember, I grew up in Baltimore City. Feeling someone push you in your house was a bad situation because they probably meant somebody broke in. And I remember lying still as a board like, oh, shit, and I don't know what to do. And we had a dog. And at first I thought, well, maybe it was the dog. Dog wasn't nowhere around. Hmm. Next morning, I remember saying something to my mom. Oh, she goes, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, what the hell makes sense? Well, I saw your grandfather at the foot of my bed watching me and then he turned and walked into into your room and then she had times where she was like oh there was a little girl that she would see in the same exact hallway and walked down i have no idea if anyone had ever anything had ever happened in that part i do know that uh years later my dad would find a still hidden in the walls so who knows what happened in that house Uh, and next door uh, the lady who lived next door, my father bought the house. We lived in what's called a semi-detached. It's like a uh, a single building, but two houses, one on the left and one on the right. And the lady had passed away there. And my stepmother, my father, bought that house. And my stepmother said things used to happen in there all the time after she passed away. So I'm still a believer. And and I, I want to ask this other last question because we're going we're gonna to get ready to close the bar up here in a little bit. But what do you guys – how do you feel about that? Like here, you said you had your gifts at 13. I probably wasn't much different in that age when things started happening to me and, and really recognizing it. Obviously I was younger for the first incident, but I was recognizing things happening. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts there? So as a, as a child, um, I have the firm belief that children are very pure children. Uh, the teaching goes is that the a child, the younger the child is, the closer they are to the creator. They still have that connection uh, to God, to the creator. And as you get older, you kind of um, put up a, a kind of, I get, get teachings put into you that like, oh, that's not real. Oh, that's what you're seeing is, is not right. Here's the way uh, life is supposed to go. So they get molded um, with the psychological clay theory. Um, so, I believe as you get older, you kind of get desensitized to a lot of stuff at the age of 13 though, you kind of, they say when that's the reason why they select us for a a training, like the one we, what we went through is because we're at a time where we're able to still absorb everything. We still have a little bit of connections, that sensitivity, 
but we also are going through a change in ourselves. We're going, we're going through adolescence. We're going through um, our, our physical changes and as well as mental and spiritual changes during that time. So being able to recognize those, being able to recognize your surroundings means that you were open and you've kind of been open, it seems like, the rest of throughout your early life to where it never truly got officially closed off. You never got completely desensitized to the world around you, the extra world around you. And at the age of 13, that seems to be a pretty common time that a lot of children do get their gifts. A lot of uh, youth start to kind of either go to where they'll live a normal life or they live a life of extra sensories pretty much. Now, now, for, for you, Sean Clan, you said it kind of brought up memories for you. What what happened, brother? Like, I mean, here's Hero, which, uh, now, is that a tribal thing, or are you just, you know, you're really into, like, J- Japanese animation? Where's the Hero thing come from? Because I know you as a different name before you said Hero to me. I'm not going to mention it, because I'm just not going to. But, uh, like, where does that, like, what happened to you, Sean Clan? Were you like... Hey, I had some shit happen. What's the deal? <laughs> so, a lot of a lot of people, when it comes to like a lot of this stuff, people generally think that a lot of our spiritual journeys started when Hero got his gift. But what 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 did what did our family do before Hero got his gift? Before he was able to talk to spirits and combat them and defend our family and everything. So, we we lived in a house. Uh, Hero and I always sometimes still have nightmares about that place because we grew mm-hmm. up there as kids and this particular home was on an old burial ground and in our traditional I know belief, you don't live on burial grounds I know that shit I've watched <laughs> enough cowboy movies <laughs> so so with that in our traditional teachings that if you come to live on a burial ground ancient burial ground you're supposed to move away but our family, we couldn't afford to move away. So we had to just pretty much deal with it. We had medicine men before he was a medicine man. He used to have medicinal people come into the house, put up protections and everything. So we we had, I remember, I always tell this story, but this is like my first, like ma- not my first, but my major paranormal event that happened to me was I lived, uh, I was sleeping in a separate room from Hero. We had our own separate rooms. My parents live on the other side of the house and one night I just hear footsteps come running down the hallway and it, it startles me because I'm like, who's running in the hallway in the middle of the night? I, mind you, I'm like seven, seven, eight years old, just a couple of years before Hero got his gift. And this dark, you see like a dark mask come into the room, full silhouette. You don't see any like eyes or skin or anything, but he goes to my kid desk and starts grabbing my toys and throwing it at me. And he goes and reaches at me and I'm I'm like screaming my head off. The hallway light turns on. My mom comes running down the hallway. And this is the thing that she told me years later when I was old enough and I wouldn't be as scared. She's like, son, let me sit down and tell you something about that night. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that spirit didn't disappear in your room. He ran back down the hallway, went into the living room and my mom saw it too. And she was like, you need to get the hell out of my house. You need to get out of here. And I've got chills. <laughs> and so she commanded that spirit to leave and that spirit busted open our front door and ran out. Now that brings up a thing. And I just have to tell you right now, Amanda love is over here. That shit is scaring me. You don't know. I can sit and watch zombie movies and I can sit there and watch anything 
but anything that has to do with ghosts and spirits, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> and then just sending me messages. Stop. Um, <laughs> now I've always believed in this and I, I'd like to get your guys feel on it. I, any house I've ever lived in owned anything after my experiences as a kid, I walk in and I walk the house and in a with nobody else there and in a very respectful tone. This is who I am. I live here now. You are free to leave. If you choose not to leave, you are welcome to stay, but I'll make it very clear. This is my home. I live here now. We need to live together. And I make it real clear because I'm like, I don't play the game. <laughs> I, I don't play the game. And I'm telling you, Grandma, Grandma Rosie's uh, crucifix is going right up in my world. Grandma Rosie's crucifix is about as, as close to uh, some, some shit that got touched by Jesus as you're going to get. <laughs> like Grandma wrote, I still have my grandmother's tiny little Psalms Bible that's like all leather and everything. Like to me, I, and see, that's part of culture. Like to me, that's like an artifact. Um, it's got superpowers. Yeah. Like to me, that book has superpowers. Like I could take, oh, look, I'm going into battle. I'm taking Grandma Rosie's stuff with me. I have a mm -hmm. rosary. I have this book. I have that crucifix. Bring it on, Cletus. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so That's what's interesting about that, though, is, is about your particular story and how you go into a home and you talk to the spirits and the beings that are there. Um, first and foremost, that's kind of what we do as indigenous cultures is you bless the home. You, we always walk through a new home and we kind of get the feeling of it, whether we're going to be welcome there or not, or what kind of beings are there. But we always bless the home when we move in. We feed the home and we talk to it and say, this home's going to take care of us. This home's going to be sheltering us. And we, as indigenous people, fully believe that a home is alive. A home has a spirit. And so a home is there to take care of you and watch over you. So it's very important that you feed and take care of your home and you acknowledge it in that way. So we always do that. And on a secondary note, uh, a little bit less indigenous. Uh, uh, when I was doing my college studies, I found out that it is actually by law, you're supposed to, as a realtor, disclose to any potential people who are wanting to buy a home if it's haunted. If not, then you can actually be taken to court for it. Actually, <laughs> there's actually court cases that uh, have made that law. <laughs> That's too funny. Gents, uh, this, this is amazing to me. This entire piece. So so we know we can find you at unearthingthesupernatural.com. You're at Unearthing the Supernatural on Facebook. You're at Unearthing the Supernatural on uh, Instagram. Is there a Twitter? Yeah. Yes. yes and is that is that same thing at Unearthing the Supernatural? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, yeah. so all these different locations, uh, all of you have individual pages or you just you want them to stalk you on the, on the main page? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, we have individual pages. So on Instagram, I have official Sean Clen uh, for UTS. Hero has his own page, and Patai is in the process of making his own. So yeah, we're we're learning Patai that just we goes on his only fan page. That's all it is, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh I told you to close it, Patai. Come on, take it. <laughs> Patai is just out there. It's all feet pictures too. It's all, it's all only feet pictures. Demonic feet pictures. <laughs> he never clips his toenails. It's just <laughs> um, and look, Ivy, Ivy says it. Holy shit! I've always felt that the house I grew up in has a soul. Definitely, uh, they do. And, and 
Nate lo loves your stories and Amanda loves. So I should tell a prospective tenant when someone dies in the apartment. I ch check New York state laws. Yep. Uh, I have no idea what New York says. Especially yeah. with those towns, especially with what you grew up in, they're really, really old towns. So yes. a lot of people have lived in those homes. So there's a lot of history behind that. Yeah, like I kid you not, where I grew up as, as a kid, um, not far down the road. Um, it's actually across the street from what we call Drug City, which was like a like a drugstore, like but it's huge. It was uh like a huge giant like old school, and like the video store was in there. Do you yeah. know what videos are Sean, Sean Kane? Oh, you know oh yeah, oh yeah. That doesn't cassette cassette tapes and everything. Yeah, I'm not sure if you yeah. knew <laughs> sure what that was. Uh, guys, it looks like he's twelve. Uh, <laughs> but uh, told you not to shave. Grow my beard back. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, right, right, like almost physically across the street from it was a battlefield from the War of eighteen twelve. We lived yeah. off a of German Hill Road because that's where they came down through. Like a lot of war, a lot of war stuff there um, mm -hmm. over in that way. So we know we can find you in all these locations. You can find you on your individual uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram pages, folks. Take your time. Go look. Go subscribe, like, share all their YouTube videos. Um, if you share enough of them, Pattaya will give you uh, a 10% discount on his OnlyFans page. I'm lying, folks. He does not. <laughs> he does. I don't know. Now, you now you have to, Pattaya. Now he's got to. Hero's got TikTok now, so I guess it's only time. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's the, only, that's the, next, the next evolution. Uh, spirit. It'll all be just spirit finger videos. <laughs> just <weird. laughs> um, so there's where where you can find these gentlemen uh any upcoming events any upcoming things that you need everybody to be on the lookout because you're also on patty's network also right uh not anymore unfortunately okay so, yeah we we converted back to youtube to be able to branch out a lot of our uh stuff for a lot of our hometown people who, who wouldn't be able to afford paraflix so okay uh we're so we're going to be re-airing a lot of our full episodes all season two is going to be coming out on youtube pretty soon so that's where we have brand new cameras brand new equipment that's where you see pataya get you know possessed in our season finale for season two greatest one of the greatest episodes ever i think that one and very heartfelt almost started crying watching that episode seeing my friend I go through that again yeah, it was <laughs> it was pretty deep. So we have a lot of our core Survival. episodes from season one coming out on YouTube. We have season two coming out on YouTube as well. Uh, we have merchandise on our website. If you guys can please, if you guys can purchase some of that, if we have our own hoodies with our names on it, support us. All the so proceeds can go to the East Coast. Yeah, well, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you have to buy the shit so they can come out here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so all those proceeds from that go into our trips and investigations. Everything comes out of pocket for us. So looking to be able to film, start filming season three pretty soon. And in season three, Hero will explain everything to me about the Apache Death Cave. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Well, actually, Sean Kane did an episode at the Apache Death Cave, and you, that was, can, that was, you can look it on up on YouTube. Yeah, that's our very first, very first episode that we ever did. I had an iPhone and my iPad. That's all I had for equipment. And yeah, so don't don't judge the cinematography. Um, 
Just <laughs> very <laughs> humble beginnings. Very, very, very humble beginnings. I watched those iPhone commercials where they're like, we shot this entire video on an iPhone. What we didn't tell you was we had people that made thousands upon thousands of dollars an hour to go ahead and edit it and make it look amazing. But not at all on this thing. Pretty much. Right. There was, there was 45 much. phones. And then we, when we clipped it together, it was done with real bullshit. But the video was from our phone. You'll be able to truly see how like an iPhone, what was it? iPhone 8 truly works with no bias. <laughs> no edits. No edits. <laughs> you could even go to Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. You got to go do that one too. Actually, did you hear about the story about Bigfoot out of Mammoth Cave probably about uh, four years ago? No. I think it was about four years ago. So a, uh, a dad and a son, they, they, went out, they were out camping in the area. And uh, they were walking around and uh, the dad started shooting his gun and they, him and his son were running and the dad ended up shooting somebody. And um, the guy, you know, the dad called, called the uh, ambulance and everything. Police got out there. The, the person lived. And when they were like, you know, why did you shoot this dude? And he was like, I wasn't shooting at him. I was shooting at Bigfoot. <laughs> and I saw Bigfoot out there supposedly and was trying to, you know, take his head or something. I don't know. Had an entire bag of meth. Big out, 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 of, out of Mammoth Cave. <laughs> he was at Meth Cave, not Mammoth. Probably. <laughs> so, gentlemen, I cannot thank you enough. This was a phenomenal Saturday night. Uh, really appreciate it. We are definitely going to stay in, in contact. As I tell all my guests, don't disappear at the end of this. You, We're going to have a little bit of chat afterwards. Um, but one of the other things is make sure, folks, if you're enjoying this, make sure you go check out unearthingthesupernatural.com. Check them on all the social media. If you're, if you're seeing us for the first time and you found us through these gentlemen, please make sure that you subscribe to our podcast on all your major podcast apps. Uh, you name it, we're on there. Uh, I hoard myself out to all of them. That's fine. It is what it is. Uh, our Facebook, the Above the Bar podcast, our Twitch, the Above the Bar podcast, to our uh, IG is the Above the Bar podcast. I even have a TikTok. I don't do much with it, but I, I have one. I will watch you on TikTok. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to do much with it, but um, we, we have a TikTok. And then our inst- our uh, Twitter is at Above the Bar 4. Uh, make sure you, you like and subscribe to all of us. We do this out of the because we enjoy it, but you supporting us, you showing that that pushes us forward. And then we can all get off of our day jobs. Um, right. Honestly. Yeah. Right. We're all like, <laughs> we, all like we do enjoy our employers, but an opportunity to do this full time would, would make us all happy. So now what is tradition here on this show folks is everyone, all the guests get the last word. So we'll, we'll go round Robin uh, on my screen. I'm assuming it's the same on your screen. So, Pataya, what's your final word? Uh, my final word, you know, when it comes to the spirits, number one, always respect them. Um, if you respect them, they'll usually respect you back. And don't be afraid of them. Unless, of course, you know, they're really showing you some some uh, malintent. <laughs> but even then, don't be afraid. Stand your ground and know when to get out of places. Sean Clan. 
First of all, I just want to say thank you for having us on this podcast. It was a lot of fun. It's crazy how whenever we have these podcasts or conversations, time just flies by. And it's so much fun. Love interacting with everybody, all of our fans. Go subscribe to this podcast here. Go subscribe to us. You know, thank you guys so much for everything. We honestly wouldn't be here without you guys. So thank you all so much. Many blessings to you for having us on this podcast and many blessings to everybody out there having to listen. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, Hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Sean, for uh, having us and having some amazing questions, amazing interactions tonight. It was an awesome night. Thank you, Nathan, for bringing us all together. Thank you to each and every one of the fans out there for listening, for enjoying the content, for maybe learning a thing or two tonight. Um, I really encourage you guys to, to subscribe and keep following us. This is only the beginning. May all your lives be blessed with this knowledge and may you always be protected. Thank you, everyone. All righty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.